Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here on Blog Talk Radio. We are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at 347-989-8899 or, of course, on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com. I thank you for making this the number one listen to medical program here in South Florida. And we will get on with the show very shortly. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here in the studios in sunny southwest Florida. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to all our new listeners, and thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning into this program to make us the number one listen to health radio network here in southwest Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a jam-packed show today, and and it couldn't be a more fitting topic. It seems like our topics are just right on for you. I hope I know you're enjoying it. Last week, I want to thank you for the great response we had to our show on plastic. Uh, it started out with Dustin Hoffman and the graduate, and it went on from there. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And for all those that listened in afterward and, and used the Block Talk radio site, uh, to listen to the show at their own convenience. We are being uh, evaluated for different podcasts, and as soon as that air arrives, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, but I just want to—I'm just so humbled by uh, the, the amount of listeners we have and the, and the, re- and the response we're getting. Uh, one response I must say it was not all that. Uh, Terry was all that nice to us, but. Went something like, uh, maybe you shouldn't be talking about this and your your host uh, because you'll give people the wrong idea about medicine and maybe they won't go to a doctor or something like that. So my response was that getting the wrong idea, ladies and gentlemen, is a chronic condition. It pops up all the time. And if you refrain from saying something because people might get the wrong idea, you could decide what? To say it and to say nothing ever. There is no limit to what you could say that someone might interpret in his own particular way or peculiar way, as a matter of fact. And I want to know, what happened to the idea that you should speak the truth? I guess that's out, and maybe it's too dangerous. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you'll find out today in our show, which is based on polypharmacy, you know, we spend the most of any developed nation, and we rank last in almost every metric that you can a measure here. So we need to change our paradigm. We need to get on uh, with treating things more naturally. And uh, we'll give you some interesting statistics. We have just uh, uh, Dr. Jerry's will be on today. He's prepared a lot of information on nutrients and drug interactions. Uh, Dr. Uh, Mr. Califano will be on uh, as a pharmacist. Uh, pharmacist Frank will be on, who is a uh, executive at a major pharmaceutical company. 
So that we can get on with the show, let's keep the lawyers happy and tell you that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, uh, before I get over the show and to uh, bring on to the program with co-host Dr. Jerry Smith, uh, good afternoon, Dr. Jerry. Pleasure to be with you. I'm all excited about this polypharmacy. It boggles my mind that uh, so many drugs are prescribed on a yearly basis. Well, you know, we're going to wait for our other two uh, guests to come on, and and so that we don't waste any time, I'm going to start out with uh, two things that I prepared uh, that will lay the groundwork for uh, other information you'll get from our co-hosts and guests. A new study published in the Journal of American Medical Association sounded an alarm about seniors and drugs like we've never heard before. It appears that more and more of them are being prescribed what they call killer cocktails of medicine. And despite all the warnings and despite doctors pledging to be more careful, ladies and gentlemen, things are getting worse and not better. Since doctors have been routinely handing out these deadly medications like candy for so long, many probably don't even think twice about it. And that's why it's urgent that you check your medicine cabinet and question all prescriptions given to you right now while you still can. I was stunned, is how Dr. Jesty at UCLA, professor of psychiatry and neurosciences, reacted to this study at, out of the University of Michigan. And when you hear what the researchers discovered, you may be stunned as well. Between 2004 and 2013, in that decade, the number of seniors taking at least three psychiatric medications more than doubled. And for those who live in rural parts of the country, it tripled. And we're talking about drugs like opioids, Percocet, Demerol, antidepressants, such as Prozac and Paxil, antipsychotics, even including dementia-type medications like Abilify and tranquilizers like Valium. So why are seniors taking so many of these drugs? And perhaps more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, why are their doctors prescribing them at this rate? Well, part of the problem might be it seems that you can't turn on your TV or computer without a daily story about the dangers of opioids and others on this list. Well, and yet they're still flying off the prescription pad. Does that make sense? The most frightening part is that the researchers discovered that by using data derived from doctors' own office records, that around half of the seniors being doled out these medications didn't appear to have a medical condition that would justify them. They didn't tell their doctors they were in pain. They didn't report having depression or any other medical health problems. And they didn't even need help getting to sleep at night. Dr. Moss, who led the research at MAUST, said one of the big concerns was that these patients don't have the condition for which the medication was approved. I think that's a pretty big concern, right? It sounds like all senior, all the senior has to do these days is to see the doctor, even if it's a routine visit, they live with a leave with a fistful of prescriptions for heavy duty, dangerous medications, whether they need them or not. And one of the big reasons for all this could very well 
be due to the routine ways drugs are prescribed off-label for almost any reason under the sun. For example, Valium is often given out for restless leg syndrome. Doctors often prescribe halcyon at benzodiazepine, or benzo as it's called, that was approved by the FDA for insomnia. Although even taking it for that approved reason is extremely risky for jet lag. The bottom line is your doctor can give you and all of these extremely dangerous drugs to treat just about anything. And unless you specifically ask him what he's giving you and why he's giving it to you, you could very well have a medicine cabinet filled with these psychotropic medications and not even realize it. Okay, so, you know, that, that, that's just a, like the beginning of a problem. And, as you, and you wouldn't believe it, but this week in, in Medscape, I ran across a, a book uh, called Death by Medicine by Dr. Gary Knoll. And he, he's also finally realizing there's too many medications being given out. He said something is wrong when regulatory agencies pretend that vitamins are dangerous, yet ignore published statistics showing that government-sanctioned medication is the real hazard. In his book, Death by Medicine, he presents compelling evidence that today's system frequently causes more harm than good. It's fully referenced. The report shows a number of people having in hospital now, in hospital, adverse reactions to prescribed drugs to be 2.2 million per year. 2.2 million per year. The number of unnecessary antibiotics prescribed annually for viral infection is 20 million per year. And according to statistics published in a report by the U.S. National Poison Data System, the number of people killed in 2009 across America by vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and herbal supplements is exactly zero. The most studied statistic, I'll tell you, however, is the total number of deaths caused by conventional medicine. And that is an astounding, hold on to your head, 783,936 per year. According to Dr. Noah, it is now evident that the American medical system is the leading cause of death and injury in the United States. So natural medicine and programs like this may be under siege because the pharmaceutical company lobbyists urge lawmakers to deprive Americans of the benefits of dietary supplements. But just think about that. Over 700,000 Americans die each year at the hands of government-sanctioned medicine, while the FDA and other government agencies pretend to protect the public by harassing those who order a safe alternative. Well, that's just the beginning of what we have to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because we'll t- tell you more about uh, the unnecessary uh, uh Sorry, I had a little beep on my phone. The unnecessary uh, drugs that are given to our seniors. So I know uh, Dr. Jerry has something to say on this on this subject, so I'm going to turn it over to him at this time. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Ron. Um, I was really shocked by uh, what I read in my research.
Hello. Hello. Yeah, uh, we got serenaded there by a guitarist. Ah, how about that? <laughs> uh, one of our guests called in on the other line, and I guess it's, it's, we got, uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, we got a musical uh, serenade <laughs> there, but that's okay. Well, let's, let's, we, we have lots of time, so let's, let's get back on with the program. Yeah, so basically, um, some so-called common herbs that we take, uh, like licorice, for example, um, creates problems uh, because it can affect your adrenals. Uh, it can cause some toxicity uh, of different drugs that you're taking, like digoxin, for example. Um, you know, so you have to be careful. That, you know, th these are not innocuous substances. And, for example, anyone taking a blood thinner, such, such as Coumadin or heparin or uh, Lovenox, uh, Paraxida, and uh, Xarelto. So things such as birch or red root, uh, feverfew, ginkgo biloba, chrysanthemum, sweet clover, aspirin, willow, they can enhance the blood thinning uh, effect of the medications that you're taking. So, you're, you know, probably the best bet, uh, you know, if you get three minutes of your doctor's time, you think, you know, you've been blessed by the Pope, is to talk to your pharmacist because they'll spend a little bit more time with you to look up any adverse reactions. And you have to do your own homework, too. The, the Internet is loaded with uh, resources, you know, people take ginseng, you know, to stimulate their energy. And, um, you know, it can enhance the bleeding effects of heparin, aspirin, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen or naproxen. Um, so combining uh, ginseng also with these monoamine oxidase inhibitors, which are used for depression, um, you also have to be careful because it can increase nervousness and hyperactivity and create... Uh, problem sleeping. There's also some interesting factors um, with capsicum, which is basically, you know, cayenne, hot pepper. Um, it's a peripheral vasodilator, so if you have low blood pressure, it can actually lower your blood pressure even more. And um, it's basically not appropriate for any active inflammation. So cayenne may also lower your blood pressure, as I said. And uh, it's, it's a great also anti-cancerous factor uh, in cayenne. So it has many, many purposes other than making your food taste hot. Milk thistle. And you, and you don't want to take it with anticoagulants, right, Dr. Jerry? Yeah, exactly. It'll thin out your blood even more. Um, Silamarin, which is basically your milk thistle, uh, it's a wonderful to help regenerate um, your liver. And uh, it's really important. But, you know, by cleaning out your liver... Uh, more effectively, the medications are going to get broken down, and you may not get the the uh, effect that your physician is expecting. So you really have to, um, you know, review what you're taking with your doctor if he has, you know, a background uh, to understand what what you're discussing with him. Uh, cannabis sativa, basically marijuana, it can be a strong estrogen synergist. So if you have an estrogen dominance. Uh, for example, if you have a low thyroid situation, uh, your estrogen is going to be out of balance. So, you know, smoking marijuana can tip you over the edge and, uh, you know, give you a trip you may not come back from. Uh, it'll antagonize testosterone in men and, uh, like I said, enhance the estrogenic effect in women. Uh, and it's also bad for men, especially if you have any prostate problems. 
so it can make the swelling even worse. Uh, your antihistamines taken uh, along with the blood pressure medication can cause your blood pressure to increase and may also speed up your heart rate. Um, this kind of really freaked me out because my dad was on this drug back in the 80s, amiodarone. It's an antiarrhythmic medication, and it's basically used to treat you know, ventricular tachycardia and ventricular fibrillation, which is you know, like a bag of worms. The uh, heart's not beating uh, in rhythm. So it can induce uh, or inhibit and re uh, reduce the effect of your blood thinners. And the drug reactions to that one drug, you can have 853 other drugs that it can interact with. And if you factor in the generics and the other brand names, it comes to like 4,122 drugs that can adversely interact. So it's kind of like, you know, you're damned you do, you're damned if you don't. But, you know, my motto always has been, you know, reduce medications to the least common denominator. I know when my dad was on amiodarone and a few other uh, heart medications, by taking nutrients was able to reduce the uh, his amount his dosage by seventy five percent. So you know you can reduce the toxicity of the human body judiciously if you know how you're playing around with the right vitamins and herbs. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Is that you have to uh, be treated by someone that knows pharmacology and is interested in herbs and vitamins. Well, you know, the big thing is back in the 40s, your physiology text, Tuttle and Tuttle and some of the other ones, you know, went into the physiology of vitamins and, and minerals. And the key is today, you know, they think it's a witchcraft and uh, there's no significance to it, but it's very, very powerful if you know what the heck you're doing. I mean, um, we use curcumin a lot to clean out the liver. Uh, most people today with the toxic foods and the chemtrails and the medications, their liver gets sluggish, literally, because it's trapped with all kinds of debris. And, um, you know, taking a good quality uh, herb like curcumin cleans out the liver and, and your medication is not going to work the way it's supposed to. So don't be bashful to bring these things up to your doctor and if he kind of looks at you funny, you know, there's no re harm in firing the doctor and getting a new one uh, or, you know, talking to your pharmacist to get some straight, you know, answers. And talking about pharmacists, uh, there's there's a gentleman that has called in. His, his name is Mr. Frank, I'll call him. He, uh, I've known him since pharmacy school. Uh, he's a registered pharmacist. He was an executive at a major uh, pharmaceutical company. He's now CEO of uh, Fighting Words Radio, and uh, he's the one that actually started me uh, on this program. Uh, with that, uh, Frank, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Frank, uh, you know, yeah, today, you know, I told you we're going to be talking about polypharmacy, and you had mentioned, and by the way, Dr. Jerry Smith is a co-host of the show, and uh, uh, he's, mm -hmm. he's, he's from the Philadelphia area. Uh, right. You mentioned some interesting. Uh, uh, excuse me, my phone is beeping. Some some interesting facts about the pharmaceutical companies. Why, why don't you share that with us? Well, the, you know, there is the some of the larger uh, pharmacies out there um, to keep their their prices low are always looking for a cheaper uh, generic drug. One of the, one of the things that you'll find if you go to uh, WalMarts is that uh, a lot of their drugs come from India. Um, 
they may be, they come across here and somebody packages them up in Padawan, New Jersey or something like that. But the the fact of the matter is that uh, there is no um, regulations to what can or cannot go into pharmaceuticals over in uh, India. And when they're shipped over here, they they do an assay, but it doesn't actually, sometimes it doesn't actually come up. And they still it's still allowed to come across on the uh, on the uh, on the sale. Uh, so when when you're taking your drugs, you want to make sure, uh, like Jerry, Dr. Jerry said, you want to talk to your pharmacist. You want to find out exactly where this, this thing is coming from, uh, what it does, what its effects are, and um, uh, the other thing is uh, a lot of people have uh, fallen into the. Uh, health food kick and go to GNC and all these other places not knowing what's going to happen and that drug-drug interaction that can kill you. Wow. Good advice. Yeah. So, uh, Frank, when we when I was practicing and we were uh, working together, uh, it used to be plus or minus 20% from uh, generics and other groups. Would, would it, has that changed, or is it worse, or what? Uh, that's no, basically that's the rule of thumb that the FDA uses um, to to say whether the, the drug is good or not. But the, the the problem is that if you're if it's not again if it's not manufactured here, they don't all get a chance to assay every uh, every batch that's coming out. So one batch could be ten to twenty percent. The other one could be fifty to thirty percent. And you have no idea of knowing either way. Gotcha. Wow. So, uh, so not only you have to uh, be concerned with the, the polypharmacy, the more the drugs uh, reacting with each other, and with maybe some herbs or vitamins you're taking, but you have to also have to be concerned of where the drug was manufactured. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yes. Yes, for sure. And the you know again. Get back on that. Uh, that the other point that he made was is that uh, if you are putting your your hand your life in the hands of somebody standing behind the counter with a white coat on uh, at GNC, um, you're that's as bad as the doctor being his own patient because they they may know a little, but not always do they know what what the the full content of the drug is all except for what they read in the sales, the stuff that they get. Good advice, Frank. Thank you. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about drug and drug and you know, drug on drug interactions. And I had a professor, uh, Hobart Ryman, uh, when I was at the Hahnemann Medical School in Philadelphia, and that was back in the early '60s. And he mm-hmm. said, if you if you have a patient on more than five medications you've made the wrong diagnosis and you better go back and examine them again. And uh, mm-hmm. his words are truer today than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the problem, Dr. Ron, is that they don't teach the students how to recognize the underlying cause of the problem today. It's like you got three minutes in that little operatory or that little treatment room to hear their complaint and come up with some type of solution. I mean, t- that's not enough time to even introduce yourself to be in a good situation. So they got a quick write a prescription and get get that patient the heck out of the office. The, the 
That's art true. Of physical examination and laying on of the hands is, is really a lost art. And that's and true. That all comes down thanks to the uh, the corporate medicine that's, uh, that's practiced out there. Uh, they love to go in. The Max is one of the biggest uh, offenders. They go in and buy up a guy's practice, you know, give him, promise him anything, and give him arpege. He's not out of that out of that room in in uh, three minutes and eighteen seconds. They're knocking on the door, telling him he's got to go. Yeah, you can't make a proper diagnosis in three minutes and eighteen sure. seconds. I mean, right. yeah, and then and these poor patients, they fall through the cracks, and then you know, you get the wise guy practitioner who says, you know, you go see a psychiatrist because it's all in your head, and uh, yeah. you know, the patients running around chasing their tail, and, and they keep getting worse because. The medications add up. You know, all you have to do is go into a nursing home, and these poor people are delusional, some of them, because they're taking too many meds. Sure. Yeah. You know, Jerry, I was thinking, and, and Frank, uh, if if you went to uh, someone and said, you know, I know the cause of uh, 330,000 deaths and 6.6 million hospitalizations and maybe 80 million more or less troubling, disruptive problems every year, and it's in the United States and Europe. What do you think they would do if they believed you? They might publish it, right? But how I doubt it. Do you think I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But how? But what do you think they would do? If Run you out of town. Them, well, it's right here. It's right in our hospitals. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, well, I know. I, I think yeah, I had a situation one time. Yeah, my my poor aunt was in a nursing home in West Trenton, and I'd given her some supplements, good quality supplements for her, her severe arthritic pain. And two weeks later, I went back to visit her, and I said, uh, Aunt Ida, what happened to the supplements? I said, oh, the nurse took it away from me. I said, what? <laughs> so I went to the nurse's station. She said, oh, it's not on the approved drug list, so you can't, the patients can't have it here. That goes back to corporate uh Court medication. Thank you, Dr. Bill. First, uh, wonderful Republican uh, senator. However, uh, he and his dad are the founders of uh, HCA, and they uh, have the uh, they they and uh, Rick Scott uh, cornered the market on uh, the time you can spend, the efficiency you can have, and how the uh, the patient will react, whether it reacts that way or not. You know, two out of uh, two out of three are physicians. They weren't really practicing physicians. They were more corporate corporate guys. And the third guy was a corporate guy who uh, knew money and knew how to handle money and how to move it and how to sell hospitals and buy hospitals. But now you got, uh, you're got you stuck with this. Well, so what they say, buyer beware. Yeah, that's right. And that's why, that's great. That's why uh, Frank, Dr. Jerry, and I continue to... to uh, work hard to get this information out because, like Dr. Jerry said, buyer beware, and information and knowledge is power, and the way things are going, you have to really be knowledgeable about what's happening to your body. Mm -hmm. And and don't be afraid of a strange... Yeah, don't be afraid afraid of a strange thought or a new idea, because the old ideas aren't working too good, are they? No. You know... just based on what you just said, Frank, um, <laughs> uh, from August, it, it says here, clinicians in the South are more prone to prescribe red flag high-risk medications 
such as barbiturates and alpha blockers for elderly patients and their colleagues elsewhere. And this, this data is from the Medicare Part D, Center for Medicine and Medicaid Services. But do, you, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts on that, why, why, why the Southerners, uh, is it because we have more seniors? What do you think uh, why we, we have so much medication prescribed down here? Well, just look at the population. You have uh, the elderly people living in Sarasota. Their uh, parents live in Venice, and their grandparents live down by you. So, uh, I, mean, I, I got to take this call, Ryan. It was good meeting with you guys. Take care. All right. Thank you, Frank. Yep. Frank is also serves on the emergency uh, team at, in Sarasota. So, I mean, it's really crazy, ladies and gentlemen. You, you really have to uh, be knowledgeable and uh, and listen to programs like this. It's really important. Uh, well, we have a lot more information to to, uh, to you, and uh, we'll take your calls at the end of the show. Uh, let's just take a quick minute uh, for Dr. Ron Jr. He has a uh, office down in, in Pine Ridge Road in Naples, and he's using this new uh, nitrogen cryotherapy. He's actually had the uh, Minnesota Twins down there and had some of the Boston Red Sox uh, players down there uh, to uh, heal them with their injuries. And uh, the program is really working good. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenations, cool cryo spa. Come chill with us. Well, that's, that's Dr. Ron. So if uh, you want to give that a try, you yeah, have a phone number, Dr. Ron Repesey. And uh, Dr. Jerry, I think uh, our our other guest, uh, Mr. Cala, Catalano, is, is called in. So let me just see if this, this is him. Uh, Mr. Catalano, yes, good Joe. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay. Well, welcome to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Dr. Jerry has covered uh, some drug-nutrient interactions. We've talked about uh, the problem of, especially in seniors, being on multiple medications. And we'll have a little bit about how, you know, why they hurt their heads and all because of all these different medications. And we're just very happy for you to join us. And uh, you know, you really didn't get a chance last time. And ladies and gentlemen, if you did not hear our show in testosterone two weeks ago, Mr. Catalano was a guest, and uh, really interesting information that you provided. So, Joe, why don't you tell our audience about uh, yourself and your pharmacy and how they can reach you? Well, I'm a, a retail compounding pharmacy pharmacist located in Bonita Springs, Florida. Um, where we handle uh, regular prescriptions and specialty compounding for people. Um, we're, in, we're an independent, and 
Um, today I'm here to talk about polypharmacy. Exactly. And then we're, 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 uh, so you know what we've talked about in the past half hour? We've talked about uh, the, the tremendous problem with pharmaceutical products anyway. It's either the first or the, or the third leading cause of death in the United States. And then when you add in all the interactions, so uh, we all, we, Dr. Jerry has reiterated that your, your friend is your pharmacist, is your friend in these, in these situations. And if you're on a lot of medication, he's the one to talk to because the doctor's not going to have time or he's not interested or he doesn't know. So that, that's where the show has been so far. Okay. So I'd be interested well, in hearing your, your comment on, on people that come in and are taking any drugs. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, just to go over a few things, you know, uh, polypharmacy, we're going to talk about what it is, uh, why we should be concerned, uh, factors that contribute to the polypharmacy, and um, lastly, what can be done to protect patients from polypharmacy. Um, polypharmacy, is, it's, it's uh, taking multiple medications concurrently to manage coexisting health problems. And this is usually four or more medications in adults age 65 or over. And what we've got to let patients know and realize is that it doesn't just include products that are prescribed from their physicians and practitioners. It also includes over-the-counter medications. And it's very important that these be included and brought to the attention when reviewing the, the numerous medications that a patient can be on. Um, you know, why should we be concerned? Well, th- there's a high prevalence. Um, about 40% of men and about 50% of women age 65 um, and older are on five or more meds. Um, so you can understand uh, that's a lot um, to, to take care of, and a lot of patients, as we age, uh, have more difficulty um, managing when and how to take their medications. And about 12% of men and women are on 10 or more medications. Um, 10? 10 or more. Wow. And wow. again, Doc, this, okay. this, is, this, is, this is including both prescription and non-prescription because um, we, we have to realize as other forms of treatment become popular, uh, herbal products and, um, you know, alternative uh, medicines. These are products that people are buying at other facilities, but not necessarily bringing to the, the attention of their, their doctor and their pharmacist. Um, polypharmacy creates a lot of negative effects, um, adverse drug reactions. Um, the patient has a reaction to the medication, um, could be allergic, um, maybe causes upset stomach, um, different things. It could be um, very benign to, to more severe. Drug-drug uh, interactions. Again, you have to realize that every time you add a medication to a patient's regimen, the chance of a drug-drug interaction between these medicines increases. Um, as more medicines get added, um, there's what could happen is a what's called a prescribing cascade. So a lot of times, a patient is put on a new medication, develops some symptoms, and sometimes those symptoms, rather than um, be looked upon and, and treated as a side effect of possibly one or more of the medications they're on, it's treated as another medical condition. And then even more medicines can be added. So you can see how difficult it can be as, um, as we age and as our medical needs increase. 
it, it also contributes to high costs, uh, not necess- you know, um, n- not just including the cost of the medications, but if an adverse uh, event happens and a patient is hospitalized, just think of even one day in a hospital what that can cost. And then as people are experiencing these um, side effects and drug interactions, and um, it can decrease quality, quality of life. And um, polypharmacy Joe, right now, that, that, I, I... Joe, this is Dr. Ron. Let me just interrupt for yeah, a second Dr. because just, just, just to let our audience know that we spend nearly 20% of our gross national product on health care, which is over two-fold higher than any other Western country. And then you add the complications that, that Mr. Califano just talked about, 20% minimum. I'm sorry, Judge. It's just some numbers I've had. It's just crazy what's happening. No, absolutely. I appreciate that because it helps to put in perspective, you know, uh, people don't look at the extended cost of even just adding the wrong medication at the wrong time, um, what that can what that can lead to just in dollars. And um, it's, been, it, it's been shown and documented that polypharmacy accounts for about 30% of all hospital adminis- admissions. So... Um, you know, as our pop, yeah, as our population ages, the the amount of people over the age of 65 is increasing uh, still in numerous countries. And as that population increases, with their higher demand for medications uh, due to their um, um, more disease states that they may have, we're going to tend to see obviously a lot more adverse drug reactions and drug drug interactions. And then just the age, just good to mention that just the aging process, even, even a healthy individual due to aging, um, it, it affects the sensitivity of drugs, um, how a drug is absorbed, how it may be distributed through the body, whether it's in fat or water, and then uh, the clearance, you know, through the liver and kidneys. Uh, it's, it's a documented fact that as we age, our liver and kidney function decreases. I'm not sure by the exact percentage, but but I know that it does decrease as we age. So all of those play into the, the potential higher risks of multiple medications for multiple disease states. Um, you know, some of the factors that contribute to polypharmacy, um, just the sheer fact that there's more medicines out there for doctors to prescribe. I mean, anyone that sits down and watches an hour show on TV is bombarded with new commercials for new uh, products and medications. And um, that has um, led to the, you know, the increased number of medications that people are on. Um, Many drugs that were once only available over the counter, I'm I'm sorry, only available by prescription are now over the counter. Um, Loratadine and Amreprazole, you know, allergy medicine and uh, acid reducer, very common um, used quite often by numerous patients. They don't realize that um, just because they're easy to obtain doesn't mean that they're not going to affect other products that we're on. Um, I mentioned earlier, like, uh, alternative and herbal products um, that are extremely Joe, popular. Mr. K- yeah. Joe, let, let, me inter- let me interrupt for a second because sure. there's another reason why drugs are prescribed, in my uh, opinion, and Dr. Jerry talked about it earlier, and that is the way medical doctors are educated. Okay. Uh, most physicians now are educated to prescribe a drug to treat a diagnosis. Okay? And 
Most of them are taught that almost any complaint can be managed with a drug. And that will be fine if the drug treated the underlying cause. And that's what Dr. Jerry was saying earlier. We need to get right. to the underlying cause. But the opposite is true. You know, most drugs that don't treat the underlying cause, and nearly all prescription drugs treat all these symptoms. So I think that's, that might be another reason. Absolutely. So I'm sorry to interrupt there, but I, I th- I th- it, just, it just dovetails on what Dr. Jerry had talked earlier. Exactly. So, um, Joe, you know, just from, from a clinical perspective, would you say that, like, blood thinners, um, blood pressure medication, uh, or be, and pain medication would be, like, the three top prescribed drugs? Oh, definitely. I mean, those, those are some of the uh, items that are prescribed uh, tend to be in, in the list of products to be uh, concerned about and more aware um, you know, with blood thinners, there's a, there's a very narrow, you know, uh, therapeutic range. And that's why so many patients, uh, all patients, have to have um, testing done uh, to make sure that they're not underdosed or overdosed. Um, there, and and warned about a, eating too much greens, right, because the vitamin K is going to affect the blood uh, coagulation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, vitamin yeah. K, it does. Uh, it, it, it can uh, thicken thicken the blood, so you would want to avoid um, more products like uh, any, any pharmaceuticals that um, would contain vitamin K or uh, certain nutritional uh, food products. Like you said, um, the green leafy vegetables have um, vitamin K. So um, watching your consumption of those while you're on, say, a blood thinner, would, would, you know, uh, is something that, as a pharmacist, um, I would provide in, in my counseling. Do you hand out like a a list of uh, you know certain foods to stay away from when people take specific medications or or what they should add on? Like I know when my dad years ago was on blood pressure medication, I said to his doctor, "I know you recommended uh, you know taking a potassium with the diuretic." I said, "But you yeah. know it also flushes out B1." Uh, in the same action, and B1 is very important for mental function, digestion, nerve function. But, you know, most doctors don't realize that B1 is a, a component of uh, adverse effect of the diuretics. Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't have a specific list at my pharmacy, but, you know, part of, part of my counseling and part of uh, the, the information handouts that we give um, will um, make mention of certain foods uh, certain supplements, um, you know, uh, avoiding um, grapefruit with uh, certain um, blood pressure medications, um, with uh, anti-lipids. You know, you, uh, it's, it's been documented and shown that we should be um, recommending uh, coenzyme Q10 um, while on those. Um, I, I have a list um, of some other items, you know, that, and, and products that are recommended, you know, if, if you're on a particular product and it depletes, you know, this vitamin, then we should recommend this. Um, but to actually, uh, it, and it may be a good idea for me to, to sit down and put together a list that I could, uh, whether I keep it posted at the, uh, the pharmacy counter itself or have it in a handout form or, um, you know, I, I don't have text messaging and things like that at this time, but it would be something great that, you know, could be uh, texted to patients and um, keep them you know, informed of important things like that. 
Yeah, simple things because people take it for granted. The doctors are so darn busy, like you know, like you said, the grapefruit juice and even the pomegranate, you know, affect the enzymes in the uh, uh, in the liver, so that a, a medication like a Coumadin or whatever can hang around a lot longer and create, you know, some potential emergencies. Exactly. Yep. Because uh, yeah, it would definitely lead to you know higher you know higher blood levels and um, depending on what the medication is. Um, it could lead to lower blood pressure or, um, you know, excessive thinning of the blood that uh, could lead to, to bruising and emergency situations and bleeding situations that need, need uh, emergency care. Yeah. And I guess with these statin drugs, you probably run into a lot of uh, side effects from the, the poor people that are prescribed these things. I do. You know, actually, um, I probably hear more complaints about statin drugs. And uh, one of the biggest complaints is, is the um, not so much the severe uh, rhyomabdolosis. The rhabdomyolysis. I didn't pronounce Lysis, that. Yeah. Myolysis. Myolysis. Um, yeah. But just, just general muscle pain continuously. And um, I've seen patients do better with, with lower dosing if they can go on a lower dose or to switch to another, uh, either another statin or another product. Um, but, you know, as, as I like to always recommend too, you know, um, diet and exercise, uh, you know, it goes a long way in, um, you know, health and conditioning and, and, you know, how the body um, will take care of itself with, with the right amount of exercise, fluid intake, and um, proper nutrition. And, you know, one of the, the big factors with the statins, the use of it is cause high cholesterol. But, you know, if they have a low thyroid, one of the side effects of a low thyroid is going to be elevated cholesterol. So, you know, if you suppress it, the body can't produce the, the hormones that it needs to function under, you know, emergency situations. It's, it's really uh, crazy. I know there's certain well, nutrients that actually uh, help with the statins, um, you know, for example, the phytosterols, you know, it's extracted from vegetable oils and it, it helps to lower, you know, uh, cholesterol, uh, the fish oils, you know, they help to reduce yeah. blood levels of triglycerides. And also there are, you know, other good components, not only uh, deleterious, but these are actually beneficial effects that will help with well, the statins. I can tell you that uh, the American Academy of Family Physicians just came out, the Florida chapter, last week. They finally, after after we've been talking about on this show, I've been on the, this is 2013, but we've known it for a lot longer, that statins can cause diabetes. They finally are saying, well, I think now we can say statins can, is increasing the uh, uh, diabetes type 2 risk. So we'll, we'll get on to statins again, Jerry, and the sure. program, but but you know, as far as polypharmacy, that's one I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are on that don't need and uh, have a, a interactions with other uh, components. Maybe not drugs. I'm not familiar with the drugs interaction with with the statin, but definitely interacts with your body to destroy your muscles, uh, give you cataracts, give you diabetes, uh, give you mental confusion because you need that cholesterol in your brain. Uh, just a horrible drug. Yeah, so Joe, Joe, could you com uh, comment? I know with Tylenol, the acetaminophen, uh, that, that was a big one for damaging the liver. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the young parents of children, you know, uh, first thing they have fever, they hit them with the Tylenol. And, uh, you know, 
there must be some adverse reactions with other medications with Tylenol. Do you have any comment on that? Well, um, one of the biggest things I see is, is, is watching out for excessive Tylenol use, um, especially pa- patients that are in pain. They may, um, they, they'll pick up the over-the-counter Tylenol. They'll come in. They'll get their hydrocodone and Tylenol. And if they're not educated properly, they could uh, easily exceed their daily uh, Tylenol dose um, pretty quickly, um, depending on um, their pain threshold, you know, their pain issues. So um, there have been um, regulations put out that sort of uh, lowered the um, the maximum maximum um, Tylenol cons- consumption, especially um, if you have uh, hepatic issues. Uh, it used to be um, like it used to be up to four grams a day. So you figure if if a tablet is 500 milligrams, you could take up to eight a day. Um, but if you have impaired uh, liver function, again, you're going to look at having to either avoid the Tylenol altogether and try other um, pain relievers or uh, reduce your dose accordingly. But um, the biggest issue I see is with the Tylenol prescription Tylenol containing pain meds and over-the-counter Tylenol use uh, with pushing people over their um, daily limits and uh, putting them into potential, uh, you know, liver issues and other issues that go along with that. But, but and and the, point because, it, you know, somebody may be taking Tylenol for a headache and then say, well, maybe I'll come with a bug. I want to get a good night's sleep. And then they take NyQuil, and they don't realize it has acetaminophen in it. You know, so they could very, very easily exceed at the dose. And uh, as we've talked about here, uh, acetaminophen is the number uh, one cause of liver transplant here in the United States. I'm sorry, well, the other thing is, you know, taking uh, medications on a regular basis, I, from my experience, increases acidity in the body, and the more acid you become, the lower your pain threshold is. So it's kind of like an oxymoron that you're taking medication to reduce pain when, in in fact, it's actually contributing to the, the sensation of more pain. Exactly. It, you know, um Ibuprofen and uh, Tylenol uh, are two of the most common products used over the counter, and they're, they're two of uh, the in, in the top three. Trying to recall the third one uh, that's available over the counter, but they're in the top three of medications available over the counter that are deemed safe that lead to issues in polypharmacy with other products, uh, whether they're products that contain um, additional Tylenol or acetaminophen, whether they're um, anti-inflammatories, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories that can affect um, blood pressure medications and uh, reduce their effectiveness. Uh, so they're, they're uh, definitely two of the products that I, I would urge patients to, uh, you know, to take with caution, uh, seek um, advice and uh, recommendations as far as dosing and other alternatives that are out there. Okay. Well, Joe, uh, what, what were you going to talk about next? About uh, any, any any idea how we what what our patients can do? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, you know, as far as uh, helping to protect our patients, uh, really, it, it starts with the patient and the caregivers. What they need to do is is they need to put together an accurate list of all of their medications, names, dosing, and reason for taking. They should on that same list should be the names of all of their medical providers 
and their telephone numbers. And lastly, they should have the name and telephone of their pharmacy. The reason for this is it, it should be, this list should be kept in, in, in numerous places. We know, keep it in the freezer. So if there's an emergency, emergency medical staff can come in, they know where to find that list. Keep it on you. Every time you go to do it to a doctor, you, your, your GP, your cardiologist, your urologist, have that list with you. Say, here, this is what I'm on. Take a look at it. Anything, uh, anything um, you know, is there going to be any problems with what you're prescribing today? The doctor can have a firsthand look. So building a strong medical team by keeping everyone informed is really one of the most important things. Um, choosing a single pharmacy to fill all your medical needs. Um, things that are out there right now, there's, there's the $4 prescription, the $0 antibiotics, the forced mail order by insurance companies. They're forcing people to get their medications all over the place, although they may still use your pharmacy. But what that leads into is you only have a partial picture of everything that they're on, which could lead to potential issues. Um, you know, that's as far a, as that's the pharmacy, a great, that's any, a great point right there. That's a great point. I, I love that. Yeah. You know, and any pharmacy you'll do, you know, I, I mean, I'd love to drive business my way, but really any pharmacy you'll do, what you need to look at is the amount of time spent with the pharmacist that will um, be needed by the specific patient and then choose accordingly. I mean, I, I love recommending I'm an independent pharmacist. You know, use your local independent pharmacy because we can offer more, um, more time and more education at the store level than any other pharmacy facility out there. You know, another thing that I urge patients is to accept counseling when asked. You know, be prepared with your questions and make them count. You know, the law says we have to counsel. To me, common sense says we have to counsel. And in doing so, every patient is, is asked for, if they want counsel. A lot of us, a lot of times I will force counsel on them because I feel it's important enough. But the reason why I say accept it and treat it as an important issue is because most of the questions I ask, if I ask 100 people, I'll get a question, well, how much is it? Did my insurance cover it? And um, let's see. Trying to think. Um, oh, do you have do you have the winning numbers to the lottery? You know, I, I know it's funny. <laughs> you know, I you know I know it's funny, and I laugh every time I hear it. But honestly, you know, you, you're you're dealing with your life and your health, and uh, you know this is this is an important, crucial time. You have a pharmacist, a knowledgeable person, asking you if you have any questions, and what can I do? to keep you safe, and to, to help you take care of yourself. Utilize that time to the best of your ability. And then the last thing that I want to mention is ask what services the pharmacy has to help you with. Um, you know, you have, you have an, uh, an exceptional, exceptional medication burden, and you need help. Some of the things that we offer, and a lot of pharmacies will offer, uh, others better than others, but is the brown bag program. Listen, put together all your medications. You know, we joke, put it in a brown bag. Include all your prescription and non-prescription items, herbal products, vitamins. Put them in the bag. Bring them into your pharmacy. Have your pharmacist take a look and put together a full profile of what you're on, what you should be concerned about, educate you on how to take it, when to take it, what does on an empty stomach mean, is it, you know, an hour before, two hours after, and 
you can, you're really going to get an education and you're going to be uh, better for it. Another thing that independent pharmacies offer is delivery, the convenience of getting your medication there in a timely manner. You may be incapacitated and can't get out and the, you, know, you have a, a medication at the pharmacy, but it's going to take you three days to, um, to get to the pharmacy to pick it up. Forget about that. Have it delivered. It's free. Other things we offer are monthly and week, weekly bubble packs. You know, a lot of times this is done at no charge or, or a, a nominal fee. All we ask is get your medications with us so we have your full profile, and we'll create bubble packs that will allow you to take your medicines, the, the correct medicines at the right time uh, of the day and eliminate possible the taking of uh, double doses and missing doses. And then lastly is you need to dispose of your old expired and discontinued medications. You know, the idea that, well, maybe he'll put me on this again. You, you just have to get that out of your mind. This is one thing that I'm proud to offer at my pharmacy is a free disposal of expired and discontinued medications. I don't care where they're from. They could be from all the major chains. They could be mine. Bring them into my pharmacy. Get them out of your hands so that, you know, when they're sitting around, that that's increases the potential for more problems. Get them into my pharmacy. I can destroy them for you at no charge. We, we erase your name so there's, your privacy is kept. And, um, and like I said, most if not all of these services that um, my pharmacy offers, and I know a lot of other independents and other pharmacies do, are free. Yeah, Joe, and yeah, I have to stress: please do not flush them down the toilet because they get into the public water supply, and when you're showering, you're getting homeopathic doses of blood pressure medication, chemo, whatever. So yeah, get them to your pharmacy and let them take care of it properly. Absolutely, you know that's one of the reasons why I decided to, to to join this program. I'm licensed with the DEA. I'm licensed with the Board of Pharmacy, so we're able to take back controls and non-controls. They're, they're disposed of in a way that protects the environment. So the fish that we're eating aren't, don't have antidepressants in them. The water that we're showering, like you mentioned, you know, isn't um, showering us with um, low doses of um, Prozac. You know, active <laughs> ingredients. Prozac, exactly. exactly. Um, but polypharmacy is a, it's a big problem. It's only going to get worse. And the more people realize that, um, that pharmacists are out there willing to help them, willing to, um, you know, there's, there's so much we can do. Again, so much of it is free. A lot of times all we ask is that you, you, you bring your prescriptions to us so we can maintain a proper profile and take care of you and help you live a, you know, a, a comfortable, wonderful life. Excellent, excellent presentation, Joe. I appreciate it. I'm going to just put my two cents in, and then I'm going to see if we have any questions from the callers we have. Uh, but I agree with you. The answer to this problem is to educate yourself before taking any medic prescription medication. Ladies and gentlemen, ultimately, you are responsible for every drug you put in your body. And the patients who get the best results are those who take an active role in their healthcare decisions. So study how a drug works. See if there's a natural alternative. If your healthcare provider will will talk to you about a natural health uh, alternative that might be available, uh, and also, so, uh, last but not least, 
and should not maybe glasses. Work with your pharmacist. That's a great advice in just uh, working with one particular pharmacist so he knows all the drugs you're on, all the nutrients you're taking, and, and take advantage of that brown bag uh, consultation. Uh, with that, I see Dr. Dr. Dan is uh, here today. Dr. Dan, are you, are you okay today? Oh, yes. Good afternoon. Some things happened that just tied me up to the point I couldn't even call you, Ron. I'm sorry. And as soon no as problem. I got in, I I called in so that I could listen to this great show you had on today. Hi, Dr. Jerry. Hi, Dr. Dan. Good to hear from you. And uh, and who's the other doctor, the other the, the pharmacist? Mr. Joe Catalano. Catalano. Joe Catalano. Hey, Joe. Cool <laughs> How are you, Joe? He's from good. How are you? He's from John's hey, the hour that I've been on. You sounded great. I learned a lot. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Any other questions from any of our callers? I see a five six one area code. Any questions for the pharmacist or anyone else? Six one zero seven one zero. Any questions for the pharmacist, Doctor Jerry, Doctor Ron? Seven zero eight. Any questions for anybody? Everybody's being quiet. I'm going to leave you with my my thought of the day. Then, if no one's asking any questions, go ahead. If it looks like a duck, flies like a duck, and quacks <laughs> like a medical doctor, run the other way. <laughs> and what I would say is I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> and then my, my my good friend said, where there's a will, I want to be in it. <laughs> or they also say, where there's a will, there's relatives. <laughs> <laughs> well... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we don't have any questions from the callers. There's uh, 15 callers. All your numbers are live. Uh, speak up or forever hold your peace. Uh, I guess the rest of uh, our, our listeners are on the Internet today, and I, I do thank you. Please, if you're on the Internet, please stop by Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored and give us a like. Uh, drop us a line at docronradio at gmail.com. Uh, we'll forward anything to, to, to Mr. Catalano at John's Pharmacy if you need that. And don't be afraid. Like I had some uh, people this week that says, uh, you know, the stuff we're talking about is witchcraft and voodoo. and all. That's okay. I appreciate your opinion. And uh, we'll talk about, we'll continue to talk about uh, alternatives and to, to the medical practices that is presently going on. And we'll talk about reactions to drugs and so forth because, they're anywhere between either the third or the first leading cause of death in the United States, so we have to talk about it. Uh, I keep an open mind. It's hard to do for all of us sometimes. Uh, but that's how we advance, uh, by seeing op- opposite opinions and uh, thinking about them, trying to critically think about, about uh, your situation. So, Joe, thank you so much for uh, your time today. Very informative. I'm sure our listeners will, will get some feedback. Uh, Dr. Jerry, as usual. Uh, Thank you. I want to remind you, Dr. Jerry, next week uh, I will be out of the country and we'll have a rerun of Dr. Uh, uh, Russell's show on on Mercury. Oh, great. And then uh, we'll talk about the following week. The following week, I think it will be uh, Statins and Seinfeld. Okay. Okay. We're not going to let you go, Dr. Ron. 
Oh, I know. I lost you there. You're back on the board. Okay. Go ahead, Dan. I'm back on the board. You have a good time, understand? Well, well, I'll talk to you before then. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Dan. If you can find any good good uses for statins, let me know, would you? (laughs) Okay. Well, I know one thing. We're We're going to tell people not to flush them down the toilet. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. I never do that anymore. <laughs> I don't have them. Thank you. Take care. All right. All right. Good God night, bless. everyone. See you. See you live in two weeks. Ciao. Okay. Dr. Ron said, Dr. Ron, I've left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio. Here on LockedTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.